please be aware that this is for professional investors only. Good morning. It's Wednesday, the 26th of August, and welcome to a special C-suite edition of Morning Espresso. Before we get to that, a couple of housekeeping points as usual. We have simultaneous translators uh, working as I speak. If you'd like to listen to what they have to say, then just click on the button below and you'll have the various language options. Uh, feel free to select your native tongue and you'll have a simultaneous translation as we go through the session. Also, we have a Q&A button. So again, if you have questions, click there, or you can always email us at nordiafunds at nordia.com. Right, to my guest today, I have Niels Bonstrand, who is the CEO of Nordia Asset Management. Good morning, Niels. Good morning, Paul. Hey, so of course, before doing this session, I've done a little bit of homework. And I found something out about you, Nils, that perhaps not so many people are aware of. So are you ready for this? Yes, I am. <laughs> You're probably wondering where I'm going with this one. Okay, I read in an interview in 2009 that you are a big Bruce Willis fan. Is that true? It used to be true in 2009, and it still is true about his older movies. <laughs> Good, because what I thought I'd do is put together a little agenda based on Bruce Willis films. What do you think? That sounds very good. <laughs> okay, okay. So I thought we'd start today uh, for our agenda um, with one of his older films, as you said, Armageddon. And of course, Armageddon, I'm referring to COVID SARS-2 and the impact that it's had on our industry. Then I thought perhaps we could go on to the story of us um, and take the most important learning points uh, from a Nordea perspective, uh, what's happened this year. Then I thought maybe we could move on to Unbreakable, um, where we could cover perhaps a couple of questions about how Nordea has, has weathered this storm. And then I thought we'd wrap up with the sixth sense. Um, and basically I wanted to address some of the ESG investing points with you, um, not only today, but also how you think sustainable investing will evolve in the years ahead. That sounds very <laughs> good, Paul, thank you. <laughs> Excellent, good. Well, let's start with Armageddon. Um, in your role as, as CEO, obviously you need to have a sort of helicopter view of the asset management landscape. So I was just wondering if you could give us your impressions of how COVID SARS-2 has impacted the industry and Nordea uh, Asset Management in particular. I think society and asset managers alike were taken by surprise by the pandemic. Um, we did not expect this to, uh, to unfold the way it has unfolded. I think we all, uh, asset managers, but also states and governments, were following China closely. And I really didn't, don't think that we expected uh, this outcome. And therefore, I also think the short-term impact 
became so significant. Uh, markets don't like surprises, so we immediately saw significant volatility in the market. We saw also asset prices dropping. Therefore, we also started to see, I think, some uh, significant outflows in the market. But we also saw societies taking uh, decisive and some, sometimes also dramatic uh, action on this. I think from a health perspective, but also from a financial perspective. So at the end of the day, I think markets uh, and societies were uh, found comfort in that we have a political leadership that is willing to address this and is willing to take dramatic uh, action to address it. And then we also started seeing asset prices coming back and stability returning at least to some degree into the market. So end of the day, I think the, the main thing for asset managers I believe at least, is that we have now got reason to ask ourselves a number of questions about how we organize ourselves, how we are working, and what type of resilience do we need to build into our structures and our business models going forward. And I mean, this year has certainly been unique in numerous ways. Uh, unprecedented is the word that keeps getting used all the time. But what do you think has been the most important discoveries that, that we as a business, Nordea Asset Management, uh, as a business has made during this crisis? First of all, I'd like to say that I think we, we have weathered the storm very, very well. I think we have now proven that we can deal with adversity. We stayed calm when markets turned sour. And I would also say that this 2020 can be split into two parts. Q1 was significantly impacted by, by the COVID situation. And driven by that, we saw market turmoil, as mentioned previously. Uh, but then I think we recovered. And I think Q2 and forward has been, uh, been strong, both in terms of flows, but also in terms of financial performance. Um, I also think that our strategy of stability has paid off. I think you can see that our, our STARS product range, our multi-asset solutions, uh, but also our climate and environment fund have weathered this storm and have continued to deliver the outcomes and the performance that we have been speaking to our clients about. Um, so I can expect to continue to, continue to see uh, good flows in these products. I would also like to say that our AUM has recovered very strongly as well. So as an organization, we were put to the test. I think we, uh, we passed that test with uh, flying colors as well. And I think we've proven ourselves to be very, very uh, resilient. And then there's one last part that I, that I would like to add, and I think that is sometimes underestimated, which is that the level and the quality of your client relationships are crucial in, in this type of situation. And I think that the trust that has been placed in us by our clients and the continued trust uh, that they have placed with us is something that is very valuable. And um, our contacts and our client interactions to maintain that trust are very important to us. And of course, this is during a period when a lot of people were in quarantine, they were restricted from, from work and travel and, and actually to some extent still are. Um, you just touched on the last point there, which is super important, which is of course staying close to the clients. Um, what initiatives did Nordea Asset Management take uh, in order to do this? 
So first of all, we, we went digital immediately. And I am uh, very, uh, very proud of the organization, how they responded. I also think that at the heart of what we do is uh, the client relationship. So staying in touch with our clients in the times like this is and will remain to be a top priority. Um, and the way we use technology and how, how that has been visible to our distributors and our clients is, for example, how we came out with the micro uh, site of Stay Alert, uh, where we aim to offer timely first-hand information that will be relevant uh, to our investors during this time period. Um, this then contained uh, macro updates, information sessions with our fund managers, and also the best in investment options for the current market conditions. I notice uh, this slide managed to get two pictures of you on there, Niels. <laughs> <laughs> That's our marketing team. I, I notice I'm missing as well. I don't know how to feel yeah. about that. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so as you've already mentioned, so, so Nordia Asset Management has, has managed to weather the storm um, pretty effectively. What would you say has played uh, an important role um, in dealing with the, with the current events as, as they've unfolded? So here I think first and foremost, at the core of what we are, we are an investment-led organization that is also distribution-driven. This, what this means to us is that at the core of it, it is the performance and it is to maintain the investment performance and the promises we have made to our clients. Um, it is also then by being uh, distribution uh, driven, it is about actually staying close to our uh, customers and to, to build on the relationships. Um, and then I think that in addition to this, to me, this is also very much about that we have a stable, resilient and an expert organization. Because I think that in these situation, it is very much about how do you operate as an organization? Do you have the skill sets needed? And have you experienced this previously? And I don't think you can underestimate the, the importance of experience when you move into a crisis. So I think for us here, it, it has very much been about building on that experience and also then building on the commitment of our people. And I think this commitment can be seen both in the individuals themselves and how they manage to deal with, uh, with the confinement periods. But I think it's also very visible in the organization as a whole. So the, the team spirit that the organization uh, showed throughout this crisis. Yeah. And, and I think how they really came together to continue to deliver on those customer promises. Yeah. And also we have a team here with a lot of longevity. Um, you know, a lot of people have worked here for a long time. And I think that speaks to, to Nordia and also the culture that you've helped um, to, to create within the organization that we have so many people that have worked here for so long. That team is, you know, and the clients as well are used to, to interacting with us for over a long period of time. I think that I'm sure that helps as well going through a period like this. Of, of course it does. And I think uh, in addition to that, I also think that our multi-boutique uh, approach has served us very well in this structure. It, it has managed or it has allowed us to continue to offer 
uh, investment products uh, that are suitable for the market environment that we're in. And it has also allowed us to continue to, uh, to integrate and make use of the ESG, uh, of our ESG DNA in this at the same time. But I think it is about the close relationship and our broad network and the team spirit in the organization. So Niels, uh, good that you just mentioned uh, ESG just there in passing, because right at the beginning, uh, I said that that was an area that I'd like to, to take up with you. Nodera Asset Management has been at the forefront of ESG for a very long time. What do you think distinguishes us in this arena? So I think this is about our DNA. Uh, responsible investment is not new to us. It's something that is deeply rooted in our Nordic DNA. It's something we've been doing for a very long time. Already back in 1988, we launched our first sector screen funds. Wow. Uh, we were early signatories to the, to the UN uh, Principles for Responsible Investments in uh, 2007. And this is something that we have continued uh, to work with and continue to improve. I should also say that the fact that others are joining this is something good because it means that together we can effectuate much more change than what we can do on our own. Yeah, for sure. And then I think in addition to that, I think part of our edge here is that we can deliver solutions for our clients, both in terms of single ESG uh, products like our STARS range or our gender diversity fund or our climate, global climate and environment fund. But we can also build uh, entire portfolios uh, for our clients with different uh, risk levels uh, where we also have different asset classes with full ESG integration. Mm -hmm. Finally, I would, I would say that we walk the talk. We have always worked a lot with uh, engagement and our approach is to have focused engagement and constructive dialogue with our clients as well. So in 2019, we had over 100 different engagements with our portfolio company. Wow, so a lot of initiatives, a lot going on. Uh, hope I'm keeping busy. Uh, I know also that you are chairperson for uh, Nordea Asset Management's Responsible Investment Committee. And I often hear you talking about being ESG proactive. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that? Um, you know, when you say ESG proactive, what do you mean by that exactly? To me, that is very much about the integration. It is about how do we integrate ESG into our portfolios and into our portfolio manager's way of thinking. And I think here, this is also about having a proprietary uh, capability. So in 2009, we started our RI team. And today we have as many as 18 analysts within that team, which allows us to make a significant amount of research and analysis available to our portfolio managers. Yeah, and I'm sure that's got to be one of the biggest RI teams in Europe, um, if not the world, I would imagine. Um, we've actually just won an award, haven't we, for engagement? That we have, and we are very proud of our awards. So we won the, the ESG engagement initiative of the year, uh, which is about our initiative was about reducing the, the pharmaceutical pollution in, in India. 
which to us then forms a long-term commitment to engage with pharma companies that we invest in about uh, the pollution that they cause. Yeah, it's super important, isn't it, that we don't just ignore it and pretend it's not happening, but actually engage with the companies and try and improve things uh, and use you know, our lobbying powers to, to improve the companies that we work with. I think that's, uh, that's something that Nordea takes very dear to heart. I also, Paul, think that this is a very good example of how uh, engagement can address the double materiality that we see, whereby what we're doing in reality for our clients are that we're lowering the risk in the, the portfolio and the companies that we hold in our portfolios, whilst we're at the same time are dealing with the trying to limit the negative impact that they have on society around them. So it, it is truly uh, both sides of this coin that we're trying to address with our engagements. Yeah, nice. So we've talked about the, the current status quo, but I've just wondered how you feel that the, the COVID-19 pandemic and, and the yeah, hopefully the recovery that we see as a result of this, how will that affect uh, ESG investing uh, in the future? So I think the corona crisis is a public health crisis with exponential uh, effects on the economy and also on markets. Uh, it's a dramatic social challenge for our societies and it, it has thereby also highlighted questions about things like supply chain, about biodiversity, about the pharmaceutical companies. Um, and all of these topics are topics uh, within the ESG sphere. So to me, however, what, what concerned me at the beginning of this crisis was that we are now facing something that, that is threatening our lives and our livelihoods. And that, that made me uh, concerned about if we were gonna stay and stick to our sustainability goals as societies and also to our ESG roadmaps. But I think it has become clear both from, uh, from our clients but, and from, uh, from society as, at large with politicians that it is a green recovery that societies are looking for. And I think that the ESG topics are more at heart today than they were before the crisis. Yeah. I also hear uh, the UN and, and US politicians more and more talking about build back better, um, which I guess is you know, part of this shift towards a more sustainable future. How do you believe that sustainable investing will evolve perhaps over the longer term, over the next decade, say? So I think, I think this trend will continue to be strong. I think it fits very well with future generations of investors as well. And it is a very innovative uh, field as well. So I think we will see a lot of change happening in the area. And also that, as you mentioned, politicians have entered this arena much more forcefully now than they have previously. So we are seeing new regulation coming out. And I think we will continue to see this as well. But I, if I had to, uh, to choose two large trends, I think one, it is the integration of, uh, of risk ESG into the, into the portfolio manager's way of thinking. I think this will become norm. It is something we've been doing for, for quite some time within Nadia Asset Management. 
And then I think the other trend that we will see develop is impact, because I think clients will want to know how we engage, but also how we impact and what are the results of those engagements. Mm. Um, and I think it is about a quantifiable impact that we need to be able to show. And here I think we, as part of our development, we have also started to, uh, to report on a number of ESG metrics uh, for our STARS funds and for our climate and environment fund that allows clients to see how will their investment be put to use from an ESG uh, context as well. Great. Neil, thank you very much. Uh, what we're going to do now is uh, we've got a summary slide and uh, I always ask my guests if they got anything to add as I go through this, please feel free to interrupt and hopefully we'll summarize what we've been talking about this morning. So um, throughout 2020, uh, our strategy uh, has paid off, um, particularly the STARS products. These are the ESG dedicated uh, funds that we have in the range, but also our multi-asset solutions have delivered um, strong results throughout, and we would fully expect that to continue going forward. Uh, secondly, our experience, you know, we talked about the ability to navigate through this turmoil um, and the experience of the team, um, the commitment of the team uh, working within Nordea, and, and that's, you know, front, middle and back office um, has, has made a difference. Responsible investing is part of our Nordic DNA. We've been doing it for a long time. You touched on it as we were talking through. I just wanted to draw everyone's attention to this. Um, we have some ESG uh, solutions uh, that we can offer our, our clients, and uh, that's our audience today. Uh, what are we talking about? Well, actually, what we're saying is we have building blocks, which are our, our STARS products, our responsible investment products. Um, and what we can do is we can combine that with the expertise of our multi-asset team in order to create model portfolios. And we can do that in a tailored way uh, according to you, our clients' needs. So this is something that's fairly new. Um, if you're interested in finding out more, please contact your account manager and we can start that discussion. Um, so that's something that I just wanted to highlight. And finally, uh, we have the long-term attractive returns. Um, we really do have a very broad um, range of, of products um, and solutions to meet your different needs. So depending on which way you see things moving forward, um, you know, we, we should be able to help you out uh, whichever direction you think uh, markets are moving. That's it for today. Nils, anything to add before we sign off? Nothing more than a thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. So next week, I have Hilda Jensen uh, on Morning Expresso. Uh, Hilda is the head of Fundamental Equities, uh, the boutique within Nordea. And we will be discussing how she's transformed uh, the team into a full ESG uh, boutique. We'll be talking about the concept behind our dedicated ESG range, the STARS products, um, and also uh, what gives that particular offering a competitive edge. So um, one not to miss. In the meantime, don't forget to visit our Stay Alert microsite. And what you will find there is all of the previous conversations we've had. You'll find, uh, in addition to the past interviews, you'll find podcasts, you'll find Q&As, a whole bunch of other stuff. So please go there. And as I mentioned at the uh, right at the beginning, um, if you would like to send us any questions, then you can do that. Nordea funds at nordea.com.
that's it for this week. I look forward to seeing you next week.